what's going on? It's your boy Levi, and this is Sports DNA. What's going on, everybody? Uh, before I get into the show, I want to thank everybody for showing their patience for me. I haven't, you know, talked on the air in a while, but I appreciate the patience. But I'm back. Um, I can't wait to get into the topics today. There's some good stuff. But uh, before I want to, you know, get into it, I want you to, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram, Sports DNA, um, and then, you know, Twitter, Sports DNA 13. You know, feel free to comment, you know, give us ideas. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that Vikings and Saints game. Let's get into it. Now, that game was crazy. It was a good game. I wasn't really motivated to watch it after watching that Patriots and Titans game. But, you know, I knew it was going to be a good game. So I watched it. And I'm glad I watched it because it was it was great. I mean, whew, blew my mind what happened, you know. But let's get into it. Your boy Case Caney threw for 318 yards. You know, giving it to the Saints in the first half. They were at least up 17-0 in the first half. They were just giving it to them. The defense was out there playing. Got forced to interception. And then, you know, all of a sudden in the second half, the Saints start working their way back. Your boy Drew Brees threw for 200 yards, 294 yards. And then he got help from the backs, Karma and Ingram, in that backfield. You know those guys are very effective, and they put a lot of pressure on the defense. When they're doing well, that gives the Saints a chance. And they did come back, and they were winning. They were winning in the fourth quarter with 10 seconds left on the clock. And guess what happens? Skylar Diggins catches a miracle ball from Case Kanan, 60 yards, and takes it to the house. Now, your boy Marcus Williams... You know, face first. He was the nearest nearest defender near him, and his head was in the ground. Now, a lot of people are coming up with conspiracies saying that it was rigged. There's no way that play was rigged because coming from a football perspective, you know, I see a lot of kids putting their head down the tackle, and maybe he was trying to take them out, in my opinion. I thought he was trying to take them out. And make sure he don't doesn't get out of bounds so they can kick a field goal, field goal and stop the clock. But you know, you never know that was what was going through his head. But you know, a lot of people, you know, are getting at the kid like he's a rookie and he's good. He made a huge rookie mistake, and hopefully he can bounce back and hopefully he figures out. You know what he needs to do next time he gets in that situation in a clutch game like that. And hopefully it doesn't kill his confidence. Uh, you know, because a lot of people are at this man's head. A lot of people tell him he needs to do his job and all that, you know, snaz. And hopefully he bounces back. But what that leads into, you know, are they getting to the Super Bowl? Can they get to the Super Bowl? In my opinion, maybe. But who I think is going to the Super Bowl is the Patriots and the Jaguars. And that will be a good matchup right there in the you know, Super Bowl. But a lot of people are, you know, tired of seeing Tom Brady 
you know, in the Super Bowl. But, you know, I have much respect, you know, for Tom Brady. But I also understand why they don't, you know, want to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. It's because they want to see something different, you know. They want to see the underdogs going against the underdogs. But guess what? That's not how it works. That's not how it works, people. Tom Brady's been at the top of the line for years. And, kid, I mean, dude is getting old. And he's still, you know, facing Father Tom face to face. And he's knocking him down each year. But, you know, if sooner or later it's going to catch up with him. And he's going to retire. But until then, he's going to keep on getting to the Super Bowl. As long as his team's still good and he still has his coach, he's still getting to the Super Bowl. And teams need to figure out how to compete with the Patriots. And I feel like the Jaguars can because their defense is nasty and tenacious. It's nasty. They're physical. They're athletic. They get at you. And I like to watch Jaguars play. Um, they they killed they, I mean, they killed the team they played last. Killed them. And they started, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers started to come back. But they were still just shoving it down their mouth on the defensive side. And Blake Bortles came to show out, too. Uh, he showed out comparing himself to LeBron James. What's wrong with that cat, man? But that's a different type for a different time. But. That would be a good matchup in the Super Bowl. That's who I think that's going to the Super Bowl. The Patriots versus the Jaguars. And, you know, I got respect for both sides. So, but I want the Jaguars to win because I want to see, you know, the underdogs come up. You know, because the Patriots have, you know, more championship wins than the Vikings, Jaguars combined. And they all had zero in the last past five years. So, um, they need to, I mean, I want to see that. I would love to see that, and I hope I look forward to it. So, you know, I'm going a, I'm, I'm to a, uh, make a little, you know, a little chart and a voting thing on my Twitter and see who, you know, who who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl this year. And hopefully y'all comment on there and give me, you know, give me your opinions on who do you think that's going to go or or you can just write your team down, but it doesn't matter. But uh, let's get into the next topic in the NBA. Will the Thunder figure out, you know, their problem before the playoffs? Will they figure it out? And what should they do? Now, I've been watching this Thunder team for, you know, for a while now this season. They're a different team this season. And you can tell that the chemistry's off. The chemistry's so off. Uh, there's inconsistency. Some games they have good nights and they get wins convincingly, but some nights they're just off and they lose to horrible teams. They got to figure out what they want to be. They still do not have their identity yet as a team. They have to figure out their chemistry so they can play well together. There's too many Omega, there's too many Omega personalities on that team, too much ego on that team. And they need to figure it out before the playoffs because they can be dangerous if they can figure it out. But you're not going to beat a Warriors team if you, you just pure talent. You just can't beat them. They play you with talent and they got transcendent players on their team that like to play with each other. That's what it's all about. It's all about the chemistry. And once they figure it out, they will be a dangerous team 
in the West. And I I watch their defense. I watch their defense, and I'm just like, what are they doing? They're leaving shooters open, looking like the Lakers out there. Y'all are vets. Y'all are vets. Y'all been in the league for at least 10, 10 to eight, eight to ten years in the league. You know, um, you know. I hope the best for them. I hope they figure it out. You know, there's a lot of people saying that you know they need to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. No, make him go to the bench. You know, once Andre Roberson comes back, put him on the bench and have him come, you know, bringing the energy off the bench. But Carmelo has too much ego to do that. I'm a huge Carmelo fan. I've always been a huge Carmelo fan. But, you know, when it comes to the team, you got to you gotta, you gotta play to win, bro. You got to do anything willing to win like a Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is way out of his prime, but he still get buckets. And guess what he did? He was a man, and he told it. He told he told the he told the coach that he wanted to come off the bench and see how it works. At least see how it works, Carmelo. And obviously, Carmelo Anthony is not that type of dude. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Too much ego on the team, and they need to figure it out, in my opinion. But they can be dangerous. You can't disagree. You really can't. But let's get into the next piece of news. Let's get into uh, LaMarcus Aldridge just recently asked for a trade again from Coach Popovich. Now, what in the world? Who's going to trade for you? Who wants you on their team? Who wants you? You're, you're washed up. Some games you are so inconsistent. You're not clutch. You don't show up in the playoffs. And you asking for a trade. And Coach Popovich said, Nobody has ever asked for a trade from this team. That's how you know LaMarcus Aldridge is the problem. He's a crybaby, and he's a disgrace. Now, when he was playing for Portland, you know, I like the kid. I had much respect for the kid, you know. He goes to the Spurs all of a sudden. A good, strict system that can get you wins, and you can be a threat to the Warriors or anybody in the Western Conference, and you're always going to be at the top of the Western Conference, and you still don't want to play for that team because of why. There's no ego on that team except for you. And even Coach Popovich said he overcoached LaMarcus Aldridge, but you a grown man. Grown man to grown man. Don't be a kid. You know what I'm saying? You, you're supposed to go out there and play, not complain about how your coach is coaching you because... You're getting the minutes, you're getting the touches, and you're still complaining. You want to play all freely. That's not how Coach Popovich plays. And who's going to trade for you? Like, Coach Popovich is not going to trade you unless he's getting another LaMarcus or a Kevin Durant caliber player on his team. He's not trading you. So you're just going to have to stick it out for a year, LaMarcus, and just get over yourself because... You're being a baby, in my opinion. He's being a baby, and he needs to chill the freak out, man. He needs to chill out because he he's in a good place. He's in a good situation. And, I, I man, if I was playing for that team, man, I'd be enjoying my time there, even, though I want, even if I wanted to play freely and, 
you know, I want more touches, like a, you know, like a KD. Well, KD don't even need that much touches. He don't even get that much touches. He's he's just efficient. KD's just efficient. He's one of the best scorers in the league or ever. He's the best scorer in the league, but best one of the best scorers ever. And LaMarcus Aldridge, you, you, you're getting old, you know. You're getting old, and nobody's really going to trade for you. I mean... I just can't think of a team that would trade for you that actually needs a LaMarcus Aldridge. Who needs a LaMarcus Aldridge on their team? Let me think. <sighs> the Lakers, maybe. Maybe the Cavs. Maybe LeBron James can, you know, change him out and change his perspective. But I don't know. I, I can't think of anybody who will take LaMarcus Aldridge serious. Because can you depend on him? In the playoffs, to step up his game, he has not. He'll he'll show he show he shows inconsistencies. Every playoff I've ever seen him, like he'll show up, he'll show up, you know, in the game, and drop thirty five on you, and then the next game he drops like twelve or fifteen. I'm just like, what is going on with this guy? So don't be asking for trades from the greatest coach, Spurs coach I've ever seen. Come on, LaMarcus, get it together, man. Get it together. And, um, you know, it's just so crazy how he was the first player to ask Coach Popovich for a trade. That just blows my mind. Let's get into the next. Let's get into Trey Young. You know, will he be the first pick of the draft next year? Will he even, you know, go to the draft? Should he get another year to develop? You know, I'm looking at these numbers. Kid, 6'2", 180. This kid is scoring 30 points, 4.3, and almost 10 rebounds. Basically, 10, re- 10 assists a game. This, this kid can play ball. I was watching him play against TCU, ranked 16 in the nation. He dropped about 47 on those cats. Dropped 47, and TCU's tough this year for some reason. And this kid had a, he has a quick release, and he has a lot of confidence, and he plays with composure out there. And those keys, those are the keys to being a good point guard in the NBA. And he's showing Stephen Curry type, you know, abilities out there, and he's looking like a protege of Stephen Curry out there because the way he just penetrates the defense, he can shoot. He's he's a threat from outside. He can shoot from at least 35 feet like it ain't nothing on a defender in his face. And he can take you to the lane and be crafty like a Stephen Curry. And he always knows where is his, where is his teammates at. And uh, this, this is a freshman averaging 10, you know, 10 assists a game basically. You know, Alonzo Ball, I wasn't sure if his stats were this good. Alonzo Ball's not a scorer, though. So, I mean, he Alonzo Ball had more assists, but this, you know, these stats all around, 30 points, 19.9, cheese, man. That, I mean, that's the best I have seen in a long time from a freshman. From a freshman, not a sophomore, not a junior, from a freshman. And, you know, I'm amazed by this kid. And hopefully he goes to the draft this year so we can see him in the NBA and see how, you know, he develops his game even more and get more mentorship from, you know, this, 
you know, NBA players he plays on his team and trainers. And hopefully he goes to the draft. I would be happy. And I'm happy to see him. And it, it's between, you know, whoever needs who in the draft. If they need a point guard, the first team that gets it, you know, he's going to be the first. But if they need a big man like a Marvin Bagley, the third, I can see him being first too. So that's a tough one. This kid, Marvin Bagley, you know, averages usually in games. He's either getting he's either getting 30 and 12, 30 and 20. He, he just got 30 and 20 a couple uh, couple games ago. And this kid is a monster for Duke, playing for my favorite team, Duke University. Um, that kid is nasty. I like seeing that kid play. He's very competitive. I see he's very competitive, and that will give him an edge in the NBA, and that's giving him, obviously, the advantage in the, uh, college, in NCAA. And hopefully my Duke, he, hopefully my Duke team can, you know, get to the championship this year and take it all. And I will put my money on that. Anybody who wants to bet with me, let me know. But that's all I got for today, folks. Thank you for listening. This is Sports DNA. And this is Levi Washington. And have a good day, everybody. But make sure you follow me on Instagram, Sports DNA. At, you know, and then hit me up on Twitter, Sports DNA 13. And your boy will be there. Make sure you comment. Let me know how you feel. Ideas. And I'm going to keep on giving it to you. Have a good one, folks.